For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. One of the most fun, upcoming basketball teams in the NBA. Everybody's talking about them. There's a lot of buzz around them. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to talk Magic Basketball with you. I'm excited to talk NBA with you, Max Van Auken. Maybe even some UFC. We always talk UFC, too. Mm. We, we, do it, we do it all, Max, but... Uh, we do. Happy to be here, man. We do do it all. Yeah, we uh, we are back, and there is a lot going on. I know it's the NFL preseason, and people are kind of getting their gears ready to watch some football, but um, there has been actually a lot of NBA news, whether it was Kevin Durant. Um, I literally, right before we went on air, I saw what Giannis just said, and we're, we're trying to confirm if it was real or not because it doesn't make a lot of sense, but he did say he was committed to the Bucks. It was just a weird interview. It seemed like he was honoring Michael Jordan, like a press conference, and was just talking about the the history of Chicago. Um, but then our very own Orlando Magic, Paolo, um, we never really got to talk about him and um, Murray's beef. And so we can kind of talk about that a little bit from our number one pick in the draft. I mean, it seemed like Paolo did something that we don't know about that got DeJounte really mad. But DeJounte been acting a little crazy throughout this whole summer league tour he's been on like beating people on the head with the basketball repeatedly and driving by like in a lot of places you really can't do that to people at least like the way i grew up playing basketball in new york city i mean i'm not saying that like you're automatically going to get into a fight but there's a good chance you will uh the way i grew up playing basketball at least so i don't know man he's been acting a little bit crazy out there uh that was a nice move before he threw the ball at him though that was kind of crazy on fake Fake pass, off the backboard, dunk. You don't have to – okay, the taunting is cool. Like, oh, little man, like you're too little to pose. But, like, to throw the basketball at the guy, I don't know what Polo said or did, but it seemed like DeJounte was upset. But, yeah, he's definitely been acting crazy. And the first time I saw Murray hit the ball on the defender's head because he was playing really high up on him, and then he made a move and went, okay, cool. But when I saw him do it, like, repeatedly when someone was on the ground, like, that's lame to me. Like, that, that's just completely, like, for one, it's not like you caught him slipping and you made a cool move. Like you said, you taunt, you make a move, get a bucket. Like, the guy's already on the ground. Like, I just feel like there's no need for you to do that. And, I mean, I guess they say he went to Atlanta and Atlanta's already changed him, in the, so to speak. But whatever Paulo said, all we could see is right what was said on social media. And I'm actually a huge fan of it. I, I think it's really cool to see a rookie um, go toe-to-toe with someone who's already proven himself in the NBA. He's already established. He's an all-star and not back down. And when you have a number one overall pick, that's what you want regardless, right? You want someone that's not scared of who they're going against. They believe in their abilities no matter who it is in front of them. They're confident in their chippiness. They're competitive. I like it. Now, granted, it's not even an NBA game. And things got a little bit weird once it went to Instagram and Twitter. But as far as just... The competitive aspect of it, I like it. Yeah, and to your point, like, even growing up, and one had a huge influence on everybody, and I used to bounce the ball off people's head yeah. and keep dribbling, but that was kind of, like, in the midst of a game, right? And people would get mad even at that. 
But you're right. Like, it's overdoing it, just, like, pounding the ball yeah. of somebody's head, like, over and over and over again. Like, that was a little bit crazy. But um, I definitely don't mind, like, the Twitter beefs that people have. I mean, a lot of it is entertaining, and it's just all basketball <laughs> at the end of the day. But DeJounte, like, he almost seems like he's taking it off the court in some ways. Uh, Paulo's not overreacting. He just signed a Jordan deal. I'm sure he's thinking about his long-term brand and his long-term career, and he doesn't seem to be as engaged as DeJounte is in it. I will say Paulo will be a better player than Murray. Maybe not right now, but he will be a better player than Murray. And secondly, um, we definitely, Brandon Haywood and I talked about this, Murray needs to have a course in trash talk. Like, when he, t- I don't know if you've seen. Well, I actually, well, explain it to me because I haven't been totally engaged. I saw there was Instagram stories, but you could explain it to me and then I could react to it. Um. Okay, I'm trying to. Okay, so basically, let's just. I'll pull it up. Let me just pull it up for you this way. Because I, I, I've been known to talk a little on the court, so I, I'll, I'll, dis- I'll dissect this once I know exactly what was said. Like I seen the post, but I don't remember exactly what was said on both sides. I know it was something to the effect like, "You're almost like my protege, and I'm the mentor, and you're not acting right." Right? That was like the gist of it. Uh, no, I wish that was. No, that he was saying that like you're a little guy now. You think you're the number one pick, and you could talk crazy. Like that's what happened. Yeah, but then he he said to Paulo, um, "These aren't my words; these are his words." But um, is that the truth? What I just said to some effect, like he's like you're, basically you're the little guy. I'm in the league already. Like act accordingly, even yeah. though you were the number one pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the general gist of it, right? Is the fact that right. he's the big dog, but right. He ended up going to – now, okay, let me just put this because I'm looking up on Twitter right now because I was going to tell you exactly what this guy said, but um, it's not even popping up. I can't even find his thing. But regardless, I know what the concept was. So number one, when you go to social media and you're trash talking, it's different than just in the heat of the moment. So in the heat of the moment, you may may say something that doesn't make sense. There's a lot of emotion. It's quick paced. God dang, I could have said something better. On social media, you're taking your time. So if you really mess up on social media, it's like, damn, you had all the time in the world. How did you mess that one up? So he said, along the lines of, next time I see you, I'm going to blow your back out. Yeah, that's, I mean, in New York, we'll say pause. Like, exactly. That's know, what I'm got, saying. So, we, we got, I mean, I, I know we're in a different era now, but no. that sounds crazy. <laughs> that's what, out of all the things that you could have said, and like I said, I emphasize social media. So you're typing this out. You could have easily, like, you know what? I probably could have said something a little bit what better than this. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally confused. I don't even know what's going on anymore. No, and so I just was like, okay, now this is taking a weird spin because it's different than saying, yeah, I'm the big dog, you're the little dog. I'm the, like, you think you're the number one overall pick and look how cocky you're getting. But then you took that route. I know Twitter <laughs> must have went crazy with that. You didn't see this combo? No, I did see it. I did see it. I did. I totally saw it. I kind of like, I kind of like ignore some things though, like. I definitely didn't engage in it. No, well, when I first saw it, I thought this is probably, yeah, like some fake funny Twitter account that's making fun of the situation. Um, no, that's that's not um, actually – it's not fake. So he ended up saying – here we go. That's that's like um, when reality gets stranger than fiction. Like nobody would even make that up, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this, is, this doesn't even seem real. He put it on his story. I got it pulled up finally. Jamonte Murray – Put it on his story. I'll blow your back out, little boy. Just you wait. What do you think he was trying to mean by that? I'm, That's a good question. 
If you had to guess, I don't get paid enough. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure that out. I uh, maybe just I don't know. That was just a very weird choice of words. Right? Yeah, I, I really don't have a take on what he was thinking there. So yeah, I guess we could move on. That's I what I'm like, saying. I, I really don't I really know don't how know. to break that down. I mean, to each his own. I just don't know what I've just never heard. Like, and I I told you I'm the Larry Bird of where I grow up as far as trash talking on the court. Like that's just what I do, right? I've definitely gotten into it with a lot of people. I've never had that said to me one time. Imagine somebody scream that out on the court. Yeah, yeah, what do you say to that? Like, I don't even think Paulo responded to that. Like, I just don't know how you would. I, I'm not even sure what I would say. I'd probably well, just in New York, away. in New York, they respond with pause. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I would heard pause, but I mean, I don't even think I would say pause to that. Like, because I would think yeah, that I mean, that person's I joking. I would have responded if I was Paulo. Like, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It just took a different direction than I thought it would. But as far as the concept of going back and forth, like I like the idea of everyone being cool and cordial, and um, like how older generation, like we're all they're all buddy buddy today. I'm actually okay with that, but. I do like the aspect of being competitive. Like, you don't always have to be buddy-buddy. You don't always have to be the closest of friends. And so seeing this little rivalry, uh, it's pretty cool. And a guy like Trey Young, too, because let's just talk about the Hawks for a second. He's kind of embraced that villain role as well. And so now having Murray um, kind of emerging over the summer as somebody who's been acting kind of crazy, so to speak, with the trash talk, it seems like Atlanta as a whole and Trey Young and Murray are embracing that a little bit. Yeah, I feel like kind of switching topics a little bit. I feel like Trey Young is such a polarizing topic and figure. And it's almost impossible for people these days to like land somewhere in between of the polar opposites. But that's kind of like where I land. Like, do I ever think Trey Young is going to be a best player on a championship team? Probably not. But that doesn't mean he's not tremendously talented. Like the guy is six feet, not the greatest athlete. And could put up numbers the way he does yeah. is absolutely incredible. So sometimes you just got to appreciate talents and you don't have to like, even though you think he's won't win a championship, like as the number one guy, it doesn't mean you have to like bash the guy either. Right. Like you could land somewhere in between when it comes to Trey Young. I agree. Now, besides Steph Curry at the point guard position, the last time, and I mean, Steph Curry's not six foot, he's about six, three. Right. But, and, and honestly, Steph is more athletic than Trey bigger stronger he is he is you know? yeah he yeah, is and so the last person that we saw that six foot that led a team to a championship you think of what I Isaiah Thomas but he's even a little bit taller than six foot right so and he and and he was more athletic than uh than Trey as well you know yeah when's, stronger when's the last yeah. time we saw and and I love Trey Young and that's but to your point like when's the last time You're we right, saw yeah. that not not a little not a lot of guys at his stature like at six feet you know like his frame I mean Iverson was kind of like that and Iverson was a weight like yeah to say it again like Iverson was a ridiculous athlete yeah. you know I mean he could have been a great football player if he wanted to you know so like 100 percent he was well he was a great football player put it that way yeah, he could have yeah. went either way. Now, the thing about Trey, though, I do believe he's very easy to play with. And so I think he'll attract more stars. Do you think so? I don't know about that. Like, if you were playing <laughs> basketball, Trey would be the guy you'd want to play with? Well, uh, I mean, like, if I'm see, the... And also, you're going to have to cover up a lot of what he does on defense. And on offense, he's pounding the ball a lot. And you're kind of just standing there. For a rim-running big, I agree with you, right? I was about to say, For I an... think it depends on what your game is. Yeah, I think if you like to have the basketball a little bit in your hands, um, he's probably not the ideal fit for you. But I would say I think they're going away from that with the signing of DeJounte. Agreed. Realizing that you can't revolve offense around one player and go deep 
Agreed. And we, you and I have talked about this. The, the, like, the trajectory of the NBA seems to be the system is going to beat you rather than just one player dominating the ball. And so I think Atlanta's adjusting to that aspect. And with Murray, it may take some adjustment at first. I believe this gives Trey Young an opportunity to lead the league in scoring because I think he's going to get a lot more open looks, a lot of easier looks than, to your point, him being the system, double team, taking off the dribble, deep threes. He'll probably still take a lot of those, but it'll be much easier looks for him. Yeah, I think there's like two guys in the NBA that you could defy the odds with and win, even revolving offense just around them, and that's Luka and LeBron, and obviously they're a lot bigger than Trey, so... But I don't think it's the easiest way about uh, going about winning an NBA championship or going deep in the playoffs. It's tough. These teams are too talented and too deep. But um, it, it's a great opportunity for Trey to maybe watch some Steph video and move a little bit more without the ball. Yep. I mean, he's not going to do it to the level of Steph because Steph is one of the greatest ever or if the greatest ever as a movement shooter. But um, it gives him an opportunity to – Make his game more dynamic. Agreed. Weaving in, weaving on the ball and off the ball. And I do believe Luca can do that, but that's why you and I have had this conversation about Luca before as well. We've only seen one guy be the system and consistently win, and that is LeBron. Like he's the only guy, right? Michael Jordan wasn't necessarily the system; he was part of the triangle. And granted, he was dominant at times, and like he would be the system if you needed a bucket. But as far as just religiously, this guy's the system and we know it's only going to go through him. Who else have we really seen do that and win championships? Yeah. Not a lot of teams. It's I mean, crazy. Michael Jordan even realized that he needed his team, right? Yeah. I don't think that's a consistent Phil, way to build. Phil, Phil Jackson, you know, change the system around. And I mean, Michael Jordan's stats were crazy at one point, but he wasn't going to win that way. He was averaging 37 a game at one point, you know, before Phil Jackson, I'm pretty sure it was before Phil Jackson with Doug Collins. Yep. Um, so yeah, like you needed a team, and they built around Jordan in the right way, and you see they won six championships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things definitely fell into place. Uh, what else is going on in the NBA combo? I don't know. Uh, Kevin Durant situation is getting weirder. I'd how do you still... think that? How do you think that's going to end up? I still – oh, actually, there is something I could say too. I don't understand why the Lakers and Nets aren't the number one trade scenario that makes the most sense. I still don't get that. I don't know why the Lakers wouldn't say, okay, we clearly have sacrificed everything to win now. Why stop now? Here, we'll give you Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Give us Kyrie and KD. You're in the rebuilding process. You can have all the picks you want, and you're not going to get any trade package that you feel – you get the best in return for Kevin Durant, but at least out of all of the possible um, people that you could trade with, you're not going to get anyone better than Anthony Davis. I don't understand. But why would the, why would the Nets do that? Because their future are picks. So they got a bunch of picks. They get an all-star caliber, a top 10 player, healthy Anthony Davis in return. You wanted Kyrie Irving out of there, and you wanted and Kevin Durant wants out of there. Why would you not do that? Who else are you going to get better value back for? Boston's not going to trade with you. Phoenix isn't going to trade with you. Who else is going to trade with them? Miami Heat, you're not getting anyone better on the Miami Heat that's better than Anthony Davis. we got to see Anthony Davis come back healthy, first of all. And uh, second of all, I think the Nets are just going to be patient and not do something just because Kevin Durant wants to be out, you know? And, uh, Which is a smart thing know, to do. I mean, and you are trading – Two guys for 
One, because teams aren't going to try and build with Russell right now, right? So you're like, you got like top two top 15 talents for one supposedly, I mean, KD's a top two talent, right? And then Kyrie's like, what, top 10, top 15? I mean, Russell's not even in that discussion anymore. And AD hasn't been, didn't look the same last year. So I could see why the Nets wouldn't do it. I mean, yeah, for the Lakers, it definitely makes sense. Being patient, I 100% get. Uh, and that's the right move, especially you don't want to set a precedent of, wow, this player can um, really demand something and I'm going to go ahead and do it, especially as like the team CEO of it all. Um, so I understand that. But then Jeannie Buss goes out and that's kind of the same topic but different thing. And she puts Michael Jordan's the best player of all time. Combo, there's two ways to look at it. One, she's just basically stating who she thinks the best in a recent interview. Two... There's always a why behind things, in my opinion, like why people leak things, why people say things, timing of it all. You want to win a championship more than anything. And what better way to why? Like there's just a time and place to say things when you currently have LeBron on your roster who wants to be the greatest of all time, who that's clearly the debate, LeBron and Jordan. And I think Kareem does get disrespected, but it's mainly between LeBron and Jordan. Why say that now? And I believe that the Lakers it's not a, I believe they have been struggling, struggling recently. So this, does that not light a little bit of an intentional fire under LeBron? Like, Hey, yeah, I think Michael Jordan's the best. I just think there's a reason like the all time greats find the littlest things to motivate them. Right. We saw in the last dance, Michael Jordan didn't even, he didn't like it that the coach didn't even acknowledge him at the restaurant. Like that fueled him. Kobe Bryant would take things personally. I believe LeBron's the same way. He may not be Jordan and Kobe as far as that quote unquote killer, but he still finds things to motivate him. And so for the, the, your boss to tell you you're not the greatest player of all time, doesn't that kind of give you another reason to, okay, I'll, let me prove them wrong? So you say he wants to prove them wrong by leaving and then beating them? No, I think he's going to try to win with the Lakers, obviously, this year. So then it then it works for her. It does. What she said. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's what she's oh, thinking, though, in the back of her head is let me give him another reason to feel motivated. That's interesting. Okay. I mean, I thought you thought it was maybe a reason for her to try and drive him out. No, no, no. I don't think she wants that. I mean, at the end of the day, can LeBron maybe be a, a bit much at this point of his career because he needs to win now and the pressure? And I, I could get that. But I, ultimately, you want LeBron on your team. And so I don't think she wants LeBron to leave. But I do believe she wants to make sure he doesn't think you have nothing left to prove. Yeah, you got us a championship. We're thankful for that. But since the championship, let's be honest, it's been dysfunctional since then. They haven't made the playoffs. There's been a bunch of things that didn't work out. This is just your way of boss saying, yeah, I still think Michael Jordan's the GOAT. I just think it's just weird timing, don't you think? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, they asked her a question. She answered it, but I see what you're saying. So if that motivates them, I guess she did his job. She did her job, but i uh, LeBron doesn't lack for motivation, but you're right. You could always get added motivation on top of it. Yeah, I mean, when he originally lost to uh, – when okay, well, there's two different moments come to mind. One, when he first lost, he didn't make the playoffs, and he posted that gladiator meme uh, or video, that clip on his Instagram saying, I'll be back to win. And then he's like, I promise you I'm going to win. And then the second one, remember the whole uh, Golden State Warriors had that cake and the Cavaliers had their cake after they won? Do you remember that? A little bit. And he was petty. And he put, like, the jerseys on the cake. Like, he just remembers certain things that people say and do. And I think that's what the all-time – I mean, Tom Brady clearly does the same thing. It's just like that little – you never forget. Draymond Green never forgets the people that were drafted above him. Like, he could list literally yeah. every single name. Yeah, no, that, that's 
I mean, I feel like I'm like that in some ways. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan was the, Jordan was the king of that. So he like embodied that. So yeah, for sure. I agree. All right. Combo making sure I'm not crazy. I put my investigator cap on. As soon as I read that, I'm like, really? I'm like, I just think it's the timing is not coincidental. You got to keep that chip on your shoulder, you know? Yeah, man. That's what we do. That's why we're the podcasters of the industry. And by the way, you said UFC uh, talk, by the way, I hope you see Conor McGregor's gained a lot of weight. That guy's looking like a tank. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way. Now, he, he looks he looks huge. Now, the thing is, I thought he would retire. Um, no, I thought he was going to come back for sure. But then he just Do you hit- think he's broken as a fighter? Like, you <clears throat> know, when somebody suffers bad losses and issues, sometimes even if they get back to a place physically where they could be good. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this happens to fighters, no, yeah, right? For like, sure. They're, yeah. they're broken and, and they're done. So you don't feel he's there yet. No, no, no. I don't think that's oh, the good. problem. I think the problem is, well, for one, like I said, I thought he was going to have a, a huge comeback, but then he signed a movie deal. And then you know how much time. And you've been in a movie combo. You Come on. You know, I'm talking to a superstar. It takes a lot of attention and time and preparation. And the guy who everyone said is distracted and needs to just focus on the sport, that's the last thing you want to do is sign a movie deal. But then now he's posting all of his clips of him training he said this is going to be the best comeback ever witness um i believe he can but when you fight when you're conor mcgregor the people that you're fighting are literally putting their best foot forward every time against you because it's the most eyes it's the most money you're getting everyone's best and so it requires you to be locked in and hungry and marvin Hagler said it when you're sleeping in silk sheets it's hard to wake up at four in the morning and go train and so that's been the problem with Connor. It's like, does he have motivation? And I finally thought, you know what? Yeah, he does, because now everyone doesn't think he can do it. So that's actually some motivation. But the movie deal has me worried. It does. But if you go on his Instagram and you look, there's no way he's cutting back down to lightweight at 155. He's going to fight 170 at welterweight. The dude's big. I don't believe as much in that <clears throat> Silk Sheik's comment if you have that passion and desire within. Like, I mean, I'm sure MJ and Tiger Woods. And Floyd. Had some... Floyd had some silk sheets, right? Who knows? Who knows what kind of sheets they had? But uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't care what kind of sheets they had. But it's like, if you have that desire to continue to be the greatest, I don't yeah. think that really stops. Agreed. Like, Agreed. No matter how much money you have or you don't have. Agreed. Yeah, and I, yeah. I wouldn't rule it out. I, it depends on the matchup. Now, if, now <clears throat> if you don't love the game and you did it for the money the whole time, which happens all the time, right? Yeah. And those guys usually don't end up being the greatest ever. But, you know, they could definitely make tons of money playing basketball. Then you could see it, like, in their demeanor, the way they're approaching the game. And that can, if you don't have, like, a passion to be the greatest, then you could lose some of it once you get the money, you know? 100%. And if you look at his yeah. Instagram, all he's been doing, he's been on his Lamborghini yacht, and he's been working out. That's all he's been doing. It's just yeah, yeah. working you could, out. You could have the Lamborghini yacht and still have that passion. I mean, like, Floyd used to go out party he wasn't a drinker but then run back home yep. right yep like after the club so you know yeah you could have both you could you could live in luxury and still work just as hard 100 percent combo. I, think. I mean you're a living proof of this but uh combo this was another great episode the video content is coming uh so your famous outro man i'm going to no look past to you you can find max van Auken on instagram and max underscore van underscore Alkin, you can find me on Instagram and 1-2-Combo. Uh, subscribe to the MVP podcast. Subscribe to Combo's Court podcast. And subscribe to this podcast, the Believe and Magic podcast. Shouts to the Believe Podcast Network. We're here, Max. We are here. Till next time, we'll talk soon.
Talk soon, bro, bro. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.